Hello, you're about to listen to the movie mixtape with Dirk and Marcy. This is our second episode for our second mixtape of Japan. This is my pick this week, 2018 Shoplifters. And just a little heads up, I was feeling under the weather while we were recording, so please excuse my sniffling and coughing throughout the episode. And now you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the mix. Marcy, how are you doing? Hello, Dirk. Um, I've been better. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, is this the grandma from the film we just watched <laughs> on the other end here? Or is, this, or is this Marcy? Speak now. Oh my gosh, I hope it's Marcy. <laughs> but maybe it's not. Um, no, I've been extremely um, under the weather all week. And uh, this is going to be so interesting, but... Uh, you know, I, like I said, I haven't been feeling good, but this should put me in a good mood and maybe I'll feel a ton better after this. So, yes. Yeah. I was like, have the week off. Let's have the week off. Let's just put our feet up, you know, play a bit of backgammon. But you were like, no, think of the listeners. I have questions about this movie. Let's continue. And I admire that. I admire that spirit in you, Marcy. So here we are. Thank you so much. Yes, here we are at Determination. Um, and yeah, I promise to keep giving it my best as I lose my voice more. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it may be a very one-sided <laughs> conversation, if only because of your laryngitis. Yeah, but hmm. um, I love listening to you talk, so well, I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we I should get into it. I'm going to try to um, explain, you know, so we're doing Japan Month. We're on our second month. Um, we kind of explained, well, you explained last week that uh, Japan is a country that we both really are interested in traveling to. So we thought this would be a fun theme um, and to pick movies from this country and to watch them with each other. So this is my pick this week. And I went with uh, 2018's Shoplifter. And the director, let me see, I wrote his name down. It's Hirokazu Kurata. Um, he is the director, a very famous modern Japanese director. Um, but yeah, we watched Shoplifters and I wrote a synopsis. Would you be interested in hearing the synopsis for this movie? I would be deadly interested <laughs> in hearing this synopsis. <clears throat> Lay it I on kind me. of spoiled. <laughs> okay, well, I kind of spoiled the surprise. I don't know why this is a surprise, but, um, no, okay. You, you go above and beyond on your synopsis. So I have to try to get more clever as the weeks go by. Um, so since this is Japan month, I went with a haiku for my synopsis this week. Get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfect timing because I, as I'm losing my voice, so the shorter, the better. Perfect. Um, you're, so I'm you gonna, are, uh, yeah. you are optimistic thinking I know what a haiku is. Okay. Okay. But you do. So it's, it's five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, haiku. If Very you say easy. so. Okay. Well, my haiku for shoplifters is, um, let me try to read this correctly also. Okay. And I will be counting syllables. All right. Good. I hope you are. <laughs> Keep me on my toes. That's already 12. Right, you're- <laughs> it's not my synopsis. All right, are you ready? This is the real thing. Are you oh, ready? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm ready now. Okay, okay. Broken people make family the foundation of good intentions. That's my haiku. Oh, nice. But I didn't even count the, the syllables. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could sit here and count them with you. What? <laughs> Say it again. Do it again. Okay. Broken, broken people make family the foundation that, that's of interest me of good intentions Five. Oh, i like oh. that yeah of good intentions yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes because that's uh what this family's about um yeah. so yeah this movie is about family there's 
I'd say about six main characters in this movie. Would you um, be so kind and uh, go over who the characters are in this movie? Yeah. You get a hot honey and lemon while I and I'll list it. I have one here. Trust me, I'm uh, ready. So yeah, so it's a film centered around a family, and that family consists of grandma, uh, characters that we're going to call mum and dad for ease, <laughs> and then we have uh, Shota, their uh, boy. We have Aki, who is Shota's aunt, aunt, auntie. Um, and then we have Yuri, who is um, a wee girl, a tiny girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About f- she's about five. Yeah, I think she says five. I, I yeah. can't ever tell. It looks like four or five when she mm-hmm. puts her hands up. But um, yeah, that's the family. We'll kind of get into more about who these people are and how they all fit together and how they are a family. Um, but I wanted to tell you, <laughs> I'm giving you a break this week. And I promise, except for right now, I am not going to say, did you know, or ask you, did you know, once. <laughs> I find week. that very hard to believe. <laughs> I did zero research for this movie. I, I'm only going to be able to talk about what I've seen in this movie and what I know off the top of my head with this movie. But um, this kind of goes into a little bit about why I picked this movie. But we'll get more into that again at the end of the episode. But one reason I love movies so much is... They make you feel something or you connect to certain characters. And I just thought this week we could do something different and we could just talk about connections to any of the characters. If you had any, I, I have a couple. And also like the way this movie uh, makes you feel, uh, things that stand out to you and um, quotes and, and just how it like can relate to real life. Um, because I, I get all of that from this movie and yeah, I'm very excited to talk about it. I will probably get emotional. Um, I did mention last week, like, bring your tissues because this movie is very, very sad. And that, that is one fact about this movie, I will say. Well, in the spirit of things, Marcy, I also did zero research. I must have known you were going to suggest it. But because it was your movie, I was just going to fly in with, yeah, my opinions as well. <laughs> okay so that that works then okay. right that is this is yeah and i guess that's the bit of the the feeling that we wanted to to create anyways two friends who'd mm-hmm. perhaps been to see a movie at the cinema at the theater mm-hmm. and then you come out afterwards and maybe have a drink and you talk about the movie together <laughs> yeah 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 maybe have a good cry together too we'll see what happens but um yeah i i don't know like i i'm really I'm curious to see. I I guess we could start with like connections, if you, if you like. Um, you know, did you connect to anybody in this movie? Was there a character that like stuck out to you? Uh, I, yeah, I guess. Um, of course is the answer. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I think I think probably um the mum is is oh, really the, yeah the mum. And do you know? Well, I take my favorite characters were the mum and Aki, the aunt. Probably they were oh, my really? they, yeah, they were my favorite characters. <clears throat> That's um, interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know how much of that comes down to sort of performances and um, intrigue into their storylines mm-hmm. and, and and their okay. backgrounds and and what had been going on. Because I think they were quite as the film plays out, you become more and more aware that stuff has gone on that we're not being shown and i you know whether mm-hmm. that was me trying to to kind of work out what had happened in the past with these with these people they they were probably my two favorite characters i think you had different ones didn't you you have different ones. well the mom is one for me mm-hmm. she's definitely one of my favorite characters but also i connect to yuri i'm the little girl in this movie and um so yuri Yuri isn't part of the family to start this movie off. And I think I should just give a little backstory on Yuri. Um, the dad and Shota are coming home <laughs> from like a day of shoplifting. Shoplifters, ha ha ha, it works. Um, and they have just bought croquettes, which those croquettes look delicious. And I would really like some croquettes. Those would be very good. And they're walking back to their house and they hear a little girl outside and, and they've heard this girl outside before and it's a very cold night. Um, and they offer her a croquette and they decide to bring her home. 
and everything. Um, but as the movie goes on, you find out about Yuri. Um, her parents do not treat her very well. Um, she comes from a bu- abused home and, uh, she's neglected. And, you know, at one point you even hear her mom say, like, I didn't want her either. And the reason I connect to Yuri, this is a little personal, but I kind of had a similar, like, childhood. And you know a little bit about that, so I don't have to get too much into that. Um, but I, as soon as I saw that little girl, um, I just like immediately loved her and she's so sweet and so innocent. Um, but she's still so good and pure after everything that's happened to her. And oh my gosh, how can you not love her? Um, and the reason I have a connection to the mom is you find out in the movie also that the mom had a similar background to Yuri and she has this connection to Yuri as well. And she has this maternal instinct to protect and love Yuri. And I think me, you know, like I'm not a mom yet, but in the future I would really like to be. And because of how I grew up, I have that maternal instinct to protect and love. And so that's why I'm very connected to the mom in this movie as well. And yeah, those are just my two favorite characters for sure. Yeah, and I think the Yuri, once she's picked up at the at the beginning of the movie, stays with the family then, doesn't she? And then so there's, oh. a, there's a few decisions that happen along the way. You think, well, how is this kid still with this family? How have they, how have they not just took, took her back? Because they essentially find her on their street and they bring her into their home and then they, then they just keep her. Um, but it, you see the conversations and the justifications as time progresses and at the beginning the mum wasn't keen really on on her Mm -hmm. coming back to the home was she and then eventually she's the one who says um no she's got to stay i you know i don't want to yeah i don't want to send her back i I love that you said that because that so the first time i saw this movie was about two years ago and i've only seen this once uh prior to us like watching it this week but there are there are key moments that have stuck with me for two years and I don't think I'll ever forget, but it is that moment. My favorite one is when they are going to take her home. It's the mom and the dad. Um, and they get outside of the house and they hear her parents arguing. And I think that is when Yuri's mom says, like, I didn't want her either. And they're, they're screaming at each other. And the mom literally drops to her knees and she's cradling this little girl. And she's, that's when she realizes, like, we can't take her back we're gonna take her back home with us and i just love this moment um i think that's like just so beautiful okay like i understand kidnapping is not okay you shouldn't take (laughs) other people's children (laughs) but but in that moment i was just so relieved and happy um for yuri and and for the mom too because you know she like I did mention, she does have this maternal instinct in her, but she hasn't really gotten to show that or have that yet because Shota, or Shota he, he's got more of a fatherly figure with the dad and not so much of a connection with the mom. And then there's the aunt and the grandma, you know, she, you know, she's ready to be a mother. And I think like Yuri's her chance to finally be um, a mother officially. Yeah. And it's not played sort of with melodrama that bit, you know, when they hear the, the couple, the, the Yuri's parents arguing and and what sa- sounds like um having a physical uh, ha- having a physical fight as well it's 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 done very um softly you know she she kind of just finds herself on the on her knees doesn't she sort of cradling Yuri mm-hmm. rather than a big um dramatic drop you, you know and and it just feels it feels like there's you can you can sort of see their th- their thought patterns behind their eyes just as they hear all of all of this going on and and they make a decision like a silent decision almost together that they were going to take Yuri back to theirs they'd had a few conversations on the way about oh they can't just leave her on the doorstep it's too cold they're going to have to knock on the door and run off and then they hear all of that and just the next thing you know she's back in in their home with yeah. them and she's there <laughs> she's there for a yes. long time just yeah. yeah just while they while they just essentially yeah kidnap this four-year-old girl <laughs> but in their in their oh eyes gosh. in their eyes they they joke about oh this is like we've kidnapped her but well they have kidnapped her <laughs> but they don't yes. but they don't see it as that they they they've rescued her and i think that's a bit of a 
a theme that goes through it in that that they there's a feeling amongst each other that they've all rescued each other in in some way certainly with the gran yeah. and um the the mum and the dad aki i'm still trying to figure out exactly what what goes on with yeah, her. But I think that there is to, a, there is a yeah. theme about that they found each other and, and they rescued each other. Yeah. Um, it's about choosing your family. Um, and like you said, like they rescue each other, they heal each other, but they also choose each other. There's this great moment um, later on in the movie when they're going to buy Yuri a bathing suit because they're planning a beach day. And they're all walking down a hill together. And well, it's the grandma, the mom, Shota and Yuri. And, uh, you know, the grandma is asking, like, do you think she chose us, like Yuri? And the mom is like, yeah. And and the grandma's like, but does it work that way? And she's like, well, I chose you, you know, and, and you kind of get understand their backstory a little bit because the grandmother actually, so what all happens with the grandmother? And I don't know if you caught this or not. So she was married um, and her husband left her for another woman and started a whole new family. She talks about getting her husband's pension. Um, but really she's going to this other family's house and getting guilt tripping them essentially and getting money from them. And that is quote unquote, I think the pension. So I guess somehow after that all happened, that's when the mother and the grandmother found each other and they became a family and, and the grandmother became a mother to the mother and the father of this movie. Um, but they, they helped her heal in a time when she really needed, um, somebody yeah well, you, and sorry Marcy. yeah oh no go ahead i'm done no i was i was yeah i agreed with you agreeing with you really and that you presented with them in the beginning as as this family unit grandma mum dad son aunt uh, who just so happened to steal a small child from outside their doorstep but as 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 we watch we we, we hear little hints and clues that actually they're probably not <laughs> they're probably not that what they appear to be and yeah what i like about it is there is no there is no exposition of that there is no you know this is this is when this is what happened when we met or anything like that but you're left to Mm -hmm. kind of figure out the little pieces by yourself and the way that you asked me did did you catch that because you could you might not have caught it you know yeah but marcy i did catch it yeah because i was paying attention (laughs) because because we were gonna have to talk about it (laughs) on this podcast um but yeah you're left to piece nuggets of information together (laughs) and you figure out that grandma yeah she had this fella and he he was stolen from her and then you 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 piece together that i think at one point I, i i realized oh they're not sisters the and yeah. Aki and the mum, and I think it's just some. And I think you get. I think I got that just by Aki has this weird job, which I don't really understand. Which we'll probably talk about. Uh-huh. Well, we'll talk about it now. I guess she has this this job where she. So she's a younger. She's what early twenties, maybe. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Uh, early twenties, and she has this uh, job where she's. It's almost like. um Almost like a stripper, but she doesn't strip. She's, but she's pe- uh-huh. gen- gentlemen pay to have conversations with her and pretend they're her girlfriend. And she might, I think she so. does a little uh-huh. bit of a dance. I don't quite understand it. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but she takes a diff- she takes a pseudonym when she does that. And grandma says, why do you take your sister's name? But it's not, it's not <clears throat> the mum's name. And then I was like, so who is this sister? And then you start to think, you, you do start to, recognize oh hold on these are i don't even think they're even related to each other mm-hmm. I, I, and i like that that it, there is that li- there is zero explanation until probably the last 15 minutes when something happens and then we get a little bit of exposition because somebody fills in the details but mm-hmm. um all the way through i was so intrigued by their you know who was who how they knew each other why were they living together in this tiny house and they would just seem like they were having the best time. And I think that comes back yeah. to your haiku at the beginning. With the, with the best intentions, with good intentions, they were having the best time. And, and they, <laughs> they, they they appeared to just be really, really happy together. Yet mm-hmm. at the start of the film, you see them kidnap this, this four-year-old girl. And that was always yeah. running through the the back of my mind some there is some dread building somewhere something is something is going to happen because you can't do that at the start of a film and there not be something that happens as a consequence towards the end yeah that you you know 
I think that's better, though. Like, you know, right off the bat, oh, there is not going to be a happy ending to this movie because there are consequences. Whether you have good intentions or not, there are consequences to actions you do. And it is like waiting for the train to crash, essentially, this whole movie. But you really do enjoy your time with them. You really enjoy, like you said, putting the pieces together, but also seeing how close they are. And I mean, the first time I watched this, I really thought they were a family. I just thought Yuri wasn't. I just thought Yuri wasn't part of the family, Mm -hmm. but they were going to make her part of the family. And I mean, (laughs) going to Aki a little bit more, and I'm, I, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, you know, judge you or not like assume again, but Aki comes from the family of the family that grandma's husband started. So she's technically her husband's granddaughter. They never really fully explain Aki's story, but Aki, I think, ran away from home and the parents just to make yeah. people not worried say she's off in Australia. I think it was partly that, and I think it was partly um, status and honor, isn't it? That they didn't want to admit their daughter had run off. Yeah. I think. Yes. And um, the grandmother, I guess, must have found her way back when and invited her to come live with her, knowing full well who she was and everything, um, but never telling Aki that. So that's also a red flag. There are good intentions there. They clearly care about each other. I mean, every mm. night, Aki's like, I want to sleep with Grandma. She loves Grandma. Like, and Grandma loves her. Like, when you see them out having lunch that one day, yeah. it's a really cute scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're talking about her job, and the Grandma's not being judgmental about her job. Um, But, I, you know, you did mention the jobs, too, though. Like, Aki has a really weird job. The dad has a really weird job. The mom has a really, like, odd job. And, and as more unfolds, you realize... Well, they can't use their real names for these jobs because of things mm. they've done oh, or yeah. if they've run away. And, and, um, I don't yeah, think, I, re- I, like putting... think I realized that, but you're right. Yeah. They, they're getting, yeah. Yeah. Cash in hand type it's, jobs. Mm. It, it's seriously putting a jigsaw puzzle mm. together. That's, I think, yeah. I think that's maybe why I like Aki's one. Well, she's one of my favorites is because of those, those scenes she has with grandma. I think they're, the scene she has yeah. with grandma. So the, the one time when they are going to bed and they're snuggling up in bed, it's just cute. And then, um, <laughs> when they go out for lunch and Aki's explaining that, um, you can make money by showing a bit of side boob and, and grandma's <laughs> loving it, laughing that you can make money yeah. from, from showing off some side boob. Um, <laughs> and they just do seem to have this wonderful relationship where they're just mm-hmm. supportive of, of each other, <clears throat> non-judgmental. And there's another yeah. one of my, other favorite scenes with Aki is, um, so they've, they've, they've rec- so they've seen on the TV that, um, Yuri is, is, she's in the news. She's been missing for two mm-hmm. months. Nobody knows where she is. And it seems like, um, they're blaming the parents for, for murdering her. That, that seems, well, you get the gist that maybe the parents have been, um, arrested for murder. So the dad's, like you need to go home and the mum's like no she's staying and then in in the middle of that they decide they're gonna cut her hair i think and he's keep her with them and then aki has this moment with her in front of the mirror where they look at each other's hair and they they cuddle and they you know they come they compare the fact that um aki uses it has a nickname at work and yuri's gonna have a new name here in the family and it was just beautiful i loved that and it was just And there was there was no you know it doesn't necessarily you know it's not it's not like there's no Chekhov gun in that scene it doesn't further yeah. a plot it doesn't further a plot point but what it does is it really cements that the family which eventually when you come down to the end of the film kind of gets sort of twisted and turned around but what I th- but I think um, yeah you know I come back to is those moments and you see, no, this is the reality. This is what they were like. This is the truth. And then towards the end, when people are saying something different, you, you've got that, you've got that memory of what had already happened. Yeah. I, I will argue though. I think that scene in front of the mirror does like strengthen the plot a little bit because as you said, like Aki and Yuri are going over their nicknames and they're going to change Yuri's name to Lynn, um, to keep her identity a secret. And, Yuri actually looks up at her and says, I like Lynn better. And that lets us know she's happy there. And Mm. that lets us know she's safe there. And I think that's a really important thing to hear her say that because she is young and yes, very naive, but you can tell like she is a lot happier, happier there. And I think that's important. Well, yeah, she's only, she only really lives at probably about 
200 meters around the corner, I think, doesn't she? I think, yes. I think yeah. they literally live on the same street as, as her parents, but they have this strange little dwelling, which is, I don't know what, it was in the middle of like, I don't know, in the middle of a rubbish dump, a building site. I don't know. We had to kind of go through different panel grains together. <laughs> so she's, so they're essentially hidden. People won't get into their house unless they, you know, they specifically yeah. are going there. But at no point does um, Yuri look like she wants to go home. And I, I think that does yeah. help, doesn't it? Yeah, she seems happy there and they treat her kindly and she's happy in that family unit. So whereas we keep saying she's been kidnapped, you never feel like, you, you never, yeah, you never feel like it's uh, uh, malevolent or uh, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Even right before that mirror scene, or it might be later that, no, it's actually, a, we kind of mentioned when they buy her the bathing suit and stuff. I think it's that point. Anyways, the mom burns Yuri's old clothes and she holds her. It's after they have this really beautiful moment. The mom is taking a bath um, and Yuri's sitting on the floor with her. And they both have a very similar burn scar. And they're bonding over that. And she's letting Yuri touch her scar. Um, and they're kind of healing each other in that moment. And it's very sweet. And I love that moment so much. <laughs> No, this here we go. And um and then like then they show later they they buy her the clothes, they buy her the new clothes, but then there's this really beautiful moment uh where the mom has the PJs or the outfit that Yuri came over in, um, they burn it together and she holds her and she's like, you know, when you love somebody, it's like this. It's not like it's not like what you've had. Um, it's just this really sweet moment and you can tell. <laughs> you can tell how much um, the mom loves her. It's just so sweet. And like, I don't know. You might yeah. have to pick it up. <laughs> See, I think mom is, mom is saying, I think she's saying to Yuri, she's saying, when you're in, when you were with your parents, they may have had excuses and reasons for why they, they beat you. And one of them may have been, oh, I, I'm doing this because I love you, I think. And, and mum says, that's not what people do who love, love each other. This is what people do who love each other. And I think they have a, they have a cuddle, don't they? I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's, and, and I don't know, that mum is so good, isn't she? The, I know. the, <laughs> she's, I mean, oh, I, know. I, I, I know we've not really talked about the, the actors, but I think she's good. Sakura. You didn't mention the dad at all. Either. Well, we'll come back. We'll come to him. But Sakura Ando, I think her name is. She yeah. was. She was just. She was amazing, wasn't she? <laughs> I know. I love her so much. And and when I and when I say um, amazing, I don't mean like you're going to get this huge performance. You get a very um, measured, sort of almost understated uh, performance that is done a lot with with looks and glances. Um, but I mean, she is incredible. I mean, it's maybe one of the best, one of the best acting performances I've seen in recent memory. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really Just, cool. I'm really... glad to hear that. Yeah. No. I and she has the best quotes in this movie too. I mentioned her talking to Grandma about like, no, I I chose you too. And then like later, um, in the movie when when things when stuff has hit the fan and things are not looking good, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, but like you know. things do not go well and and the mom and the dad do eventually get found out and they're getting interrogated um by police officers but they're talking about the grandmother because unfortunately the grandmother does die in this movie um and that's when things really yeah natural causes (laughs) but they can't do anything about it so they decide to bury her on the property so that's a, a very like oh no i but you at the same time like i think they're they're very respectful of it it it's not like it's it's disrespectful in any way. These aren't like bad people. They just are stuck in a corner where they can't make better decisions. That's, that's why they're, that's like the whole reason they're doing all the things they're doing. But whenever the mom is getting interrogated by the police and, you know, she takes the full blame of burying the grandmother, even though it actually wasn't her, it was the dad. Um, but she takes the full blame and, and they're like, you threw her away. You threw her away. And she was like, no, someone else threw her away. And I found her. And it's just this beautiful quote. Like, and it's so true. Like, she found her and she saved her. And, and the grandmother did the same thing for her and Aki. And then, you know, the dad does the same thing for Shoda. And, and then they all do it for Yuri. And I, 
you know, like what I, I meant when I said like these are just broken people trying to piece their lives together with other people and try to make a family happen because that's what they want. And it's so beautiful. And I know it's uh, totally illegal, but, like, but I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think that that quote was it got it, it got me going, I think, when we were watching it. Cause oh, it was, really? Yeah, I think it's it's more complicated than that why they end up at the police i guess there's a whole series of events that that leads to it but granny has died when they go into the house they find the body um and i think it must be um a criminal offense to improperly bury someone um and so they 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 they, they charge her with that basically don't they i think they say and you know yes yeah. i think there's something like it's a minimum of two years for um, improper body disposal any anyway and that's where she got really offended didn't see the mum she got she got yeah. offended by that and she said i did not throw her away i did not throw her away i buried her and i yeah. and then that's where that wonderful line comes in i did not throw what did she, i did not throw away somebody else did i found her yeah somebody else did yeah. and i found her yeah. and what yeah and and there is the, you can argue different motives and, and at the end you get a very cynical perspective of the police and what everybody's motives were. But all Granny wanted was somebody around her when she died. And and that was one of one of the yeah. ways that she she was able to be happy at the end was this makeshift family that she'd built and they'd built together. It meant that this lady who'd been um left by her husband many, many years ago was able to have her family and, and to have her family with her literally, you know, the, the moment she died. Yeah. And I, I love, um, so the day before the grandmother dies, um, they all go to the beach together and it's like the last perfect moment for the family. Um, and they're all so happy at the beach and they really do look and feel like a family. And I, I know the grandmother's like sitting and watching them, but even just seeing them all holding hands and like jumping in the water. And just being happy and, and laughing, like, they feel like a family. They look like a family. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, just enjoy that moment. Because as soon as that, that day is over, like, it just it all kind of, the fairy tale kind of ends. Um, and, and it starts with the grandmother, you know, passing away, like we mentioned. But we haven't really, we haven't talked about the dad or, or Shota. And I think this kind of would be a perfect time now to start talking about them a little bit. And then explain how Shota is kind of the reason why um, the family falls apart a little bit as well. But what what were your thoughts on the dad? I thought he was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> a a, a, a well intentioned idiot. I like so the, yeah. I like how it all starts with the dad and Shota um, shoplifting, and you see them at it, and and it's yeah. clear that they've done it before. But what I like, it kind of remind because it got this little tinkly jazz music sort of going on when it's happening mm-hmm. or something like that and it and it looks it looks like a dance routine the way that they move yeah. around the the supermarket so then in the supermarket they're stealing food i think they mostly steal food don't they apart yeah um and so they're moving around the supermarket in tandem um you know the dad's blocking the view uh, here and there and uh, so the so Shota can put some stuff in his bag but it's done in this sort of rhythmic way and it was I was like oh my goodness they're dancing right now you know and <laughs> that was a beautiful scene and they 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 have a good relationship I think it was that was one of my questions as it went through like I said you get this picture that things are not quite right it never it feels like the dad's much more invested in this relationship perhaps than the son through through um, sh- than Shota is, and so that I was wondering what would have been going on there. And as a point, in fact, you know, he never calls him Shota. The son never calls him Dad, um, which is the which mm-hmm. is one of the big things. You know, you can call me Dad. When are you going to call me Dad? You know, and so he's like, well, what what's going on there? What's happening? But I think, and and it, I, in, I wrote down, I think after that first scene that um, the dad seems more like the child than than Shota does. Um, yes, I, I, I think he is a bit of a he's a bit of a buffoon um, mm-hmm. throughout of it. Yeah, what, did you, what and, do you think? Do you of, like him? I mean, I I do. I like everybody in this family. I mean, families aren't perfect. Not everybody's perfect. Um, but he means well. 
And I, I, I know, like, you shouldn't be teaching your children shoplifting, but I'm going to, again, jump ahead a little bit. But when he's getting interrogated by the police, they're like, well, why did you teach these small children how to shoplift? And he's like, that's the only thing I knew how to teach them. And it, it is a paternal instinct to want to pass down something you know how to do to your children. And if that's all he knows how to do, then that's what he's going to show them how to do. And... And I'm not mad about it. I think it's really sweet that he bonds with them over this way. I mean, at one point they steal fishing rods and he's going to sell them. But then Shota's like, I want to, I want to go fishing. And he's like, all right, then I won't sell them. We'll, we'll go fishing. And, um, and then there's also this great moment, you know, Shota, whenever they first get Yuri, Shota is very jealous of Yuri at first. Uh, he's no longer the baby. He's no longer the child. You know, there's somebody else younger. And he runs away to his spot, which is like an abandoned car. But the dad knows where to find him. But, uh, you know, he talks him into coming back home. And he's like, Yuri's your sister now. Like, that that's just what it is. And Shoto comes to accept it. And, and as they're walking home, it, it like pans out. And, and there's just this moment of them playing together. And, and you can see how much yeah, they both care nice. about each other. And I didn't I really know the playing like pretend scene. zombie apocalypse. I think he, <laughs> yeah, I think he was. I think Dad was pretending to be a zombie. I like that, and they do have a bit of a. They do have um, a father son conversation at the beach about what it's like to look at boobies and um, various <laughs> yeah, the physi- talk. Vi- various physiological reactions that show to maybe <laughs> experiencing. And it was it was <laughs> a few times I was. I kind of had in me, oh, I hope this doesn't take a dark turn. Please don't take a dark turn. But it, it was always, it was always kind of just, he was just trying to be the best dad he could be. He really wanted to be, yeah. he really wanted to be a good dad so much. And and when he yeah. was, there was a, a moment when he was in the house with Aki and they were both lying down and um, uh, the dad character was, was role-playing Having a, a, a having a, a a play with Shota, I think, wasn't he throwing a ball to each other? And he was doing Shota's voice. Oh, you're so cool, Dad. That's such a great throw, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was his aspiration. That was his dream was to be a good dad. Yeah. Um. And and also, um, you do later find out. Um. Again, like when he is getting interrogated by the police, you know, Shota. That's not really his name. And we'll get into how Shota all became a part of everything in a little bit. But um. They're asking him because Shota isn't, <laughs> Shota's actually the dad's real name. And they ask him, like, why did you give him your name? And that, again, it's that fatherly instinct to pass your name down to your son. And, and that's what he's doing. Like, I think from the moment he found Shota, he just felt like this fatherly instinct, as I said, like, this is my boy. This is my son. I'm going to teach him what I know. I'm going to give him my name and and give him the best life I can. And, and that's why you can't be mad at any of these people. They're doing a hell of a lot better than, like, I mean, Shota's parents, Aki's parents, Yuri's parents. I mean, who cares, like, that these kids have been kidnapped? Did you see? Did I'm we sorry. See, sorry. Did, we see, did we see Shota's parents? Did we see Shota's parents? No. So what happened with Shota, um, and this is, this kind of like gets into when Shota, Shota kind of has a little bit of a turn in the movie, but, um, you know, so the dad and Shota are at parked cars and the dad sees like a Chanel purse or something like that in a car and he wants Shota to be the lookout so he can break into this car to steal the purse, to sell the purse. Um, and you know, you find out like they, they found or he found Shota in a car, an abandoned car. Um, and he broke in and, and saved him. Um, but in this moment when Shota's hearing this story, like he starts to wonder, like, was he just looking for purses and found me? Or did he really just want to rescue me? And I think Shota's kind of confused because, you know, he doesn't know, like, does this man really love me or is he just, you know, using me? And, and, um, it's really sad because I think, I think, well, I think the dad was looking for purses. Um, but came across Shoda, and as soon as he sa- found Shoda, kind of like similar to how they found Yuri, I I imagine that he just had the same reaction where it's like we're gonna bring him home and we're gonna take care of him and and make him our child and everything. Um, but I I don't know. Did you get that vibe? Like, do you do you think like the dad like initially from the get go cared about Shoda, or do you I think like I couldn't work he... out what happened at the beginning with with that because I couldn't work out whether they'd stolen him intentionally from a car. Or whether they rescued him, I, I, I think 
because um, it's a bit. This is the, I don't know. I didn't quite like this bit when they were doing when they were in front of the police and they sort of mentioned how um, the mum character couldn't have her own children. Um, I thought that was and and uh, I don't know. I didn't. I, I thought that was a little bit. Um, Cheap is the wrong word, maybe, but like we didn't need to add that extra baggage to her for it to be tragic, I guess, you know. But I didn't know then because of that um, whether they they actually stole and showed her intentionally from a car, and, and 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 or had they found him in an abandoned car? I couldn't work it out which way around it was. Yeah, I think it's up for interpretation, and because I see the best in these people. <laughs> Despite everything they do. I think what happened was the dad was looking for purses, found him. And I think he probably waited all day and all day. And when they finally <laughs> didn't show up, I think he finally just took him. I, I mean, that's, that, is you, that's what that, my... that is you reading in a lot into that situation. That is, <laughs> I... that is not in the movie. You are... No, I said it's up to your interpretation. (laughs) I did say it's up to interpretation, okay? So that's what I believe happened. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Welcome. You know, so Shota, as I mentioned, um, he kind of, he is kind of starting to feel guilty too about the shoplifting thing too. He and Yuri get caught, um, at this like kiosk or I, I don't know what the correct term of it is. And, and the, even the mom at one point, you know, she's walking with Shoda. You don't really get the mom and Shoda alone, but when they do have this one moment alone, she's like, well, as long as places don't go bankrupt, you're, you can take whatever you want. So they get caught. He's starting to feel guilty about that. Then he has the moment with the purses and the cars, and he's wondering, like, what, why did his dad take him for the right reasons, wrong reasons, whatever? So the one place they've been shoplifting at forever, um, it is closed now. Um, it looks like it's closed for good. And I think that's when Shoda realizes like, oh, we've been doing something wrong. This is wrong altogether. Like, I, you know, I need to do something to get out of this and maybe to get Yuri out of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. What, what did you think about yeah, that? Yeah, that too. And, and after Gran died, Grandma died, oh, they yeah, were going <laughs> through, they were going through her belongings and they found, they found a lot of money or it seemed like a lot of money and they were, and they were happy yeah. about it. And I think Shota, was disappointed that they were happy about finding all of this money and started to wonder, I guess, about intentions at this, at this point. Like you said, you know, did they, did they really want me to be part of this family or are they just using me? And, and I think is it, he was feeling very guilty about teaching Yuri how to do shoplifting and saw the life ahead of her and didn't want that for her. Um, and then that I think just cemented it for him that he was, this wasn't right. Um, to bring her into this family, I guess. I think that's that's what I got. And then, and then what happens is they're in a supermarket, and she starts shoplifting without sort of his backup. I guess she starts going off by herself, maybe, um, and not doing it like the dad and Shota did at the beginning, which was a very well-oiled machine. She was just there, just putting yeah. things in a bag, and he thought, <laughs> "Well, she's going to get caught here." I think that, and I think yeah. he made a he kind of made a spontaneous decision at, at that moment. That he was going to get caught, but probably all of that had led up to making that decision a bit easier for him. Yeah, I think so. And so he steals some oranges. I think that's what he steals. And he's running away with them. Um, And then he ends up jumping off a bridge and Holy getting very death. hurt. Oh, God. No. Thank, well, thank goodness. Um, No, he, I, I don't know. Probably broke some bones. It was a pretty broke high fall, though. Said, I think. Yeah. Um, so the dad has to go to the hospital um to check up on him the mom comes they're all panicked they're like we need your id we need all this and blah 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 blah. and they're like oh we left one of the kids at home we got we got to go get them and, and we'll be right back um so they all go back and they decide they're gonna leave the four of them aki yuri books oh, mom and dad <laughs> and, um, and then they're gonna leave they're just gonna leave and they're gonna leave shoda and um and then they get caught by the police and then that leads us to what we were talking about like the interrogation and um, them getting questioning, the police singling off the children and kind of feeding them lies, I think, to start spilling secrets about these parents, about this family. Um, and, and in this time, you find out that, you know, the reason the mom and the dad, um, have fake names, the reasons they're working crappy jobs, um, they have killed somebody before. Um, the mother, uh, Nubayo, uh, she was married to a man and they killed him. And they say it's out of self-defense. And I, I don't know how to read this. I don't know because she's not conveying much emotion when she tells this. Um, but they, they got away with it. It was considered a, 
like what the judge ruled it like a crime of passion or something. I, it went. It was like she was, that. They were arrested, I presume, and prosecuted, but they they were let off, weren't they? Um, yeah, yeah, because they the judge agreed that it must have been self defense, but they yeah. killed him and they but, buried him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so here they are again, getting interrogated about um, burying another body, the grandmother, um, and. And then these police are just saying horrible lies to these children um, to make them feel like these people never wanted them, to make them feel like they they weren't a family. <laughs> and it's all bullshit. Oh, because we had seen, we had seen that they were a family. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to swear there. Um, but it is bullcrap. Okay. And it's just like, I, I can't believe. And you feel so bad for Aki and Shoda and Yuri because... They're, they're kind of buying into it. I don't know how much about Yuri, but Shoda and Aki definitely are. Um, you know, they can't believe what they're hearing about these people and the grandmother on top of it. Yeah. They said, but to I Aki, did want to, they said, yeah. to, they, the police said to Aki that, um, the grandma was extorting money from her family. Didn't that, that was what they said to her uh, to keep her, to keep her, you know, living with her. She went to the family and extorted money from them, which wasn't true, was it? Mm-hmm. I don't think that was true. Oh, no. no, she was going over there. Um, and then they also lied and said that her parents knew they were, she was with her the whole time too. And that wasn't true at all. Their parents had no idea where she was. And I don't know if her parents cared where she was, to be honest, you know. I don't think they did actually. And yeah. No, they were more worried about her younger sister, I, I felt like. So you, you did mention, um, there is the scene and, and the police are brutal with Osamu, who's the dad and Nabayu. Nub- who's the mother, um, they're brutal with them as well. And as you mentioned, they do bring up the fact that, you know, the mother couldn't have children. And I know you were like, why do we have to add that? But she gives the best line of the movie after that. Like, does giving birth automatically make you a mother? And it's so beautiful because it's so true. Like, you know, she, I think she was a great mom. I mean, like, what she could do, she did it. And she provided for those kids and Aki. And I mean... There's so many scenes that make me cry in this movie where they just are showing Yuri, like, kindness, whether it be, like, gluten cakes or it buying her clothes, stealing her clothes, or just, <laughs> you know, holding her. Or, like, the grandmother, like, rubbing her scars and helping them heal. I mean, that was a better family than Yuri's probably ever going to see in her lifetime. And, yeah, she didn't birth those children, but they they are her children in a, in a way. She is their mother. Mm-hmm. They could have had that line without her having fertility problems, <laughs> I think. But you're right, and um, she is eventually she's eventually arrested. She's the one who does time for it. Uh, she takes the whole fall. Yeah, and she, yeah, she did have the best lines. She had the most emotionally, like the emotional hammer lines. But her, but that performance in that in the interrogation scene, oh my goodness, just soft, gentle tears. <laughs> yes. Um. I don't know. I can't describe it. I can't do it justice. Um, it, it was, it, it was, uh, I don't know, a work of art. Um, she felt, yeah. she felt strong and she felt real and upset and so many different, so many different emotions that she conveyed incredibly. Um, I don't know. Just jumping ahead a little bit when, when these, you see her in, in prison and, and the dad comes to visit her and Shota comes to visit her and the dad sort of, apologizing and, and saying thank you for for your, taking all the time and she has another good line i think what does she, she says um she said i had i had such a good time uh this is nothing you know and i think and and you you've seen it you believe it that everything was worth it that even though she, here she is in prison for five years she had she had this family that she loved everybody loved each other and we've seen that the, their true relationships like i was thinking just then about the moment when they're all in that tiny little house and they're listening to the fireworks they're not watching the fireworks because they can't see them but they're all sort of dangling their head outside listening to the fireworks all, all smiling and all just having a w- wonderful time together i just think how many families have such a good time <laughs> you know they, yeah. seem to, they seem to be they seem to always just have fun and just be glad to be in each other's presence, despite filthy bathrooms, despite sleeping <laughs> in bed. To well, Shota sleeps, I think, under a in a cupboard. Granny and a- Aki sleep together. I don't know. Granny eats oranges in the most incredible way. I don't, I'm just, 
I think, I think if I was faced with an old lady eating an orange like that every single day, I would freak out. But uh, they're just they're just <laughs> in love with with being around each other. And so when she says mm-hmm. that that the, that she's talking about her, her sentence that that this is nothing. Uh, I had such a good time. Uh, you totally believe it. Yeah, yeah. I I just love this mom so much. And and she does one final. She kind of comes over with guilt herself a little bit. You know, while she is getting interrogated, and they're they're asking her like, did they ever call you mom, mummy, mother? And that's when she like she does the silent crying that you you mentioned. And I think that's when she realizes like she has to um she has to do something. So um the mom has dad bring Shoda to the prison um to visit but really to tell him as much information as she can about uh the car they found him in so he might be able to find his parents because she does have this guilt with her and and she maybe thinks you know maybe these kids should be with their real parents you know she she screwed it up well, I she, think she re- was a good mom i think i um, think she reflects but- <laughs> i think she reflects with the um when the police officer says questions her, her her intentions and her motives, wasn't it a little bit because you wanted this? And I think she does recognize that there probably was that in her, and she starts to feel guilty. Yeah. Sorry, Marcy. Oh no, it's okay. Um, and and then the dad is so upset with her, like, well, no, don't don't tell him that. But you know, I think it's it's a really good moment. You know, it kind of clears her conscience a little bit, and then she has this nice like look back um, on the two of them. And she, she goes back into prison. Um, and then we get Shoda with the dad. You know, they're spending the night together. Shoda does not go to the foster home he's supposed to go to. He, uh, spends the night. I, I love how they let him still hang out with this child. I don't understand that. After, I think there's a few things that happen I, here now that oh, I just, yeah. just like, I I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be allowed to <laughs> hang out together. And I'm pretty sure Yuri would not be sent back to the mum. Um, oh yeah. No way. We'll get to Yuri in a second. Yeah, there's just so many things that you're like, that doesn't make sense. But anyways, Shota's with the dad. They, he spends the night um, and the dad in the middle of the night says like, you know, don't call me your dad. I'm not your dad anymore. Like he, he's kind of trying to break it off with Shota. Um, and then there's this scene the next morning where Shota's getting on the bus to go back to the foster home. And um, as he's getting on the bus, like I think the dad realizes like what a mistake he made. He didn't like mean to say that to Shota. He wants Shota in his life. And he, he starts chasing the the bus down and yelling his name. And Shota is just looking forward. And, and you think for a second he's not going to look back. But he does. And he, and he finally calls him dad. And it's really sweet. And that makes me a little like sad too. Because uh, you don't know what's going to happen to them. You know, he just said what he said to him. But I don't I don't know if Shota would ever go back after that. <laughs> um, how did that scene make you feel with him chasing the bus down? I, I- I think it it mirrors a bit with the mum in the mum sort of feeling guilty and, and and analyzing what her what actually why did she take Shota why did she take Yuri is it was it a bit to fill that void in her that wasn't the only intention that wasn't but I think that was part of it and so that was enough to make her feel guilty and they had a conversation the mum and the dad earlier in the movie when they talk about Yuri and how how much she's gone through and how. I think sort of um, commenting on how kind she is and, and gentle. And they say, normally, if you'd been through something like she has, you'd, you'd end up more like us. So, so I think they, they do, they, 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 they feel that they're, they're probably bad people for, for one reason or another. And I think um, the dad in that part feels bad that they were about to leave shelter at the hospital, doesn't he? That's what kind of, prompts him yeah. to say i'm not your dad anymore because shota questions him on it were you really going to leave me in the hospital and there's a bit of silence yeah. before he says yeah we were um yeah. I'm, I'm not your dad don't don't call me dad i mean he'd never call him dad anyway at that point but you know. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i kind of felt like maybe it wasn't earned that he got called dad at the end i think okay that um we've said all the way through this that the, the mum and dad characters were great parents and in their way they are great parents and they had nothing but love for these kids but really had had he earned that i don't i'm not i'm not sure that i wasn't sure yeah. about that and i think the mum <coughs> the mum's the mum's decision to try to say to show to you know we're not good enough for you go and find your, your real parents is probably the correct ending 
rather than yeah. that than what happened. But really, I mean, that's not the ending. The ending is even more heartbreaking than all of that. Because the ending is Yuri back outside in the cold, not a lot in the house. And you realize, like, nothing has changed. Um, but I, I will say this. One thing I did like, that even after everything that was said to these children and after everything they experienced, you know, Aki goes back to the house yeah. to take one final look. And Shoda looks back and calls him dad. And Yuri is peering out looking for her family. And I think they still feel like they are a family yeah. after everything. Mm-hmm. Well, they and, and that was the big thing. They chose each other. They did choose each other. And, and I think no matter... I, I kind of felt like in the interrogation scenes, we were... There was this... There was a forced social narrative this is what society will deems about what you have constructed but that's not the reality of what they felt and they were being told this is what what was real you know they were just out for the money they didn't want you you know when but we everybody in there knew what was real it may take a it may take a bit of soul searching to to recognize they they realized it but i think they did i think they all did yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i do too well well, there we go. Okay, Flipping it. That's the movie. Um, did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, I think it's one of those I wish I'd seen because normally what we do when we watch, watch films, often I think both of us, we try and watch it first without thinking about, I don't know, what we're going to talk about and that sort of thing and then watch it again. <laughs> I didn't get the chance to do that this time and I really wish I'd had I that um, <coughs> two hours to sit there and, and just experience it without um trying to make a few little notes and stuff as we as we go um but yeah it's beautiful and 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 um i don't know slow meticulous genuine yeah Mm -hmm. that's kind of um i mean reasons why i picked it so i kind of mentioned a little bit like to me why i love movies is i like to feel things specifically sadness i love sad (laughs) movies it's it's such a guilty pleasure I don't know. I just like crying during movies. It's, it's, I don't know. It, it's something, it's an experience for sure. It's a nice experience. I think and, you can feel cathartic, can't it? That you've got this inside yeah. you. I've got yes. this, I've got this in me and, and it's good to let it out. I love crying at a mm-hmm. movie. I mean, I'll cry at anything. I'll cry at an advert on TV. <laughs> I'll cry at some music, whatever. You know, it's easy because uh, I've, got that there that needs to come out and i, I do think that it's yeah. a it's a perfect vehicle for that if you want to let out <laughs> a little bit of sadness yes. or, or yeah or, um, or even not even sadness sometimes you know sometimes the moments when you're crying are the beautiful moments you know mm-hmm. I, I think, oh yeah. yeah um but uh, it's also important i think i think to really love a movie i think it's important to have connections and i'm glad we both had connections uh to this movie and also i I really think it's so funny, but when you 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 came up with this month, it's a brilliant month. Thanks, Marcy. You're welcome. So so much humility right there. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, this is the first thing that came to my mind when you said Japan. Um, I think I was just thinking I wanted to do something more modern, um, something newer. I feel like a lot of people are aware of this movie because it was nominated for Best uh, Foreign Language Film um, 2018 for Japan. And um, I think it's just like if people have been on the fence about watching it or not, I, I hope this like gives them that push. Like, mm-hmm. please go watch this movie. It's it's very important. And I, I think it's a movie everybody should watch at least one. Well, I would never have watched it. I feel like I'm going to say that after every single one of your picks. <laughs> I would never have watched this movie. If it hadn't, if you, <laughs> if you hadn't told me about it, to be honest, I hadn't heard of it. I hadn't heard of it, but that doesn't surprise you, I guess, because I haven't heard a lot. I haven't heard of a lot of things. Um, but then when you said it, it was really sad. I'm pretty sure I would have just stayed clear of it because I, I don't mind. Like, oh, I, really? said, yeah, like I said, I don't mind crying, but I like a happy cry. Um, okay. More more than than oh. a sad cry. Um, so yeah, I would never have watched. Um, so thanks. Thank you. I would never have. I would never have okay. known about this family and and the love they had for each other. Um, yeah. So thank oh, you. You're welcome. Thank you for watching it. And I'm I'm just happy you enjoyed it. And I think we talked about this the other day, but I, it's important for me 
the movies I picked to know. At least one other person watched them. And you were so smart and were like, well, I'm watching. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want you to know that's, it means a lot to me. And yeah, thank you. I'm glad glad we both got to watch it. Yeah, good. Thank you. And you made it through this entire episode without (laughs) your voice giving out on you. Well done. (laughs) We tried. (laughs) Well, do you know, let me tell you something that my middle name is Blaze, and that's this is true. I did. And, no. and Saint Blaze is the patron saint of sore throats. So maybe Saint Blaze <laughs> was shining down on us, shining down on us right now, Marcy, <laughs> to get us through. Thank you. Saint Thank Blaise. you, Saint Blaze. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. So, well, would you be so kind? I, I think. Um, could you handle? Explaining what's next week. Sure, and, and I can handle jazz. what's. Uh, ex- well, I'll tell you what I'll do first. Um, I'll tell okay. you what our email address is. If for people who want to send in emails, emithers, and voicemails, maybe you want to tell us what films you cried at. Maybe you want to suggest a new mix. Maybe you want to give Marcy a recipe for gargling salt water. That'll help her out right now. Then it's um, email is the movie mixtape. Pod, <laughs> but you just coughed over it. The movie mixtape pod at <laughs> gmail.com. Um, and then the uh, Instagram account uh, is the underscore movie mixtape. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's... so we've done my pick, prisoner, female prisoner number 701, Scorpion. We've done Marcy's pick, mm-hmm. Shoplifters. And so this is the point where we'd normally have a shared movie. But we're not gonna do a shared movie this month. Well, well, it's it's half shared. Uh, all right, then. Half fine. shared. Jeez. <laughs> uh, we we've got a surprise. Um, we're gonna go off piece. Um, with with this next selection, but I think we have a voicemail first to listen to that might explain mm-hmm. it in more detail. Is that right, Marty Dale? Uh, yes, we do have a voicemail. I'm very all excited right. to um listen to it. Okay, so I'm accessing the email account, and here we go. Here's the voicemail. Hey, Marcy, Dirk. Sorry to interrupt. This is Mikey P. I'm paging in from the control room (laughs) next door. Just wanted to say the engineers and I, we just keep looking at each other. We're bobbing our heads, (laughs) feeling this. Mm -hmm. We know we have a hit on our hands. Great job, guys. Great job. Thank you. Thank you for letting me listen to a couple preview episodes. And now that the movie mixtape has launched and it's a success, I'm officially announcing my self-promotion to executive producer. (laughs) And as any producer who takes credit for things they did not work on, I am inserting myself into the show. And together, we three will kick off Japanese Cinema Month. And even if you had already said this, I am taking credit for it and claiming this is my idea. And as part of this theme... I will personally be gracing you with an appearance on the show to talk what? about this movie I treasure. Oh, my gosh. Akira Kurosawa's 1963 High and Low. Okay? You are oh welcome. Now, I'm going to get back to our next party you. here. Whenever you are done recording, come on in. We're popping champagne <laughs> bottles. There's a lot of handshakes going around. Okay, guys. Mikey P. signing off. Oh, my gosh. How Mikey. about that? How about that? Wow. So I'm so excited. Huge, <laughs> huge that. surprise. Executive producer. What did he call himself? He is the creative producer. advisor, executive producer, Mikey P. And he is bringing with him his um, pick, high and low, Akira Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Marcy? Did I hear yeah. that correctly? Ooh. Yes. Um And I believe, if I can out you a little bit here, oh that God. will be your first... Kurosawa movie. <laughs> well, I don't know. Did he direct? Um, Dunstan checks in. <laughs> oh my god! What an insult! <laughs> <laughs> no. Then yeah, it will be my first no. Kurosawa movie. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to know a secret? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, secret. So I watched this last year, and this was my first Akira Kurosawa. Oh well, movie, now the so tables have turned. You were calling. I'm glad it's going to be your first. Calling too. me. And then you were just the same. Well, I'm glad then that I can follow in your footsteps, but have the beautiful yes. hand of Mikey P to guide me <laughs> along the way. 
Maybe he'll carry me on his rugged shoulders. I can only dream. His big, strong arms. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait. So that, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be, um, oh, that, that was a treat for us to have Mikey on because we wanted to have him on, um, I, I from know. the big, be- from the beginning. He's been so kind and helpful to us and he's, he's a big, uh, Kira Kurosawa fan. And so I can't wait. I know. Um, I just want to say thank you to Mikey too because he's kind of been a part of this since the beginning. He, you know, listen to every episode before we put it out there. You listen to the practice episodes. I mean, Mikey is just the best. I, I don't even know what else to say about him, but we love him here. <laughs> we won't say anything about him because he'll have a big head when he comes okay. next week. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I'll, yep. I'll, okay. Right. All right. Well, there we go. That's next week. Can't wait. Do I- Yes. So excited. Yeah. So I just need to schedule five hours time to, to watch that film. And then I will, <laughs> yes. and then I will see you. <laughs> Next week with Mikey P. I I will see you next week. I'll see Mikey P next week. And yeah, I'll talk to you both soon. Try not to try not to swoon when you see him on the video chat. Okay. I because I am gonna be swooning. I am swooning already. (laughs) I'm gonna have to have a fan and a handkerchief nearby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Marcy, I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Took on that, you suckers. Mixtape is a podcast hosted by Dirk and Marcy, mixed and edited by me. Our logo comes from Iron Tooth Design. Find us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and catch new episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks for listening. Bye.